0: And you know, another mistake that people make early on when they start generating a list is they don't send anything to those people because they don't think their list is big enough yet. And oh, the truth is right. that the people who signed up, they Thank don't know how many people are on the list.
1: Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwintheday.com WinTheDay.com with our three part formula, team execution and scale, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips. So we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you... To your next win now. Hey entrepreneurs, I have just started a new group and I am so excited. I want you to join me there and I am going to be there to help you get ideas to execution and show you all the behind the scenes stuff that we have never shown before. Grab the link in the show notes and join the community. All right, let's, let's meet up. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day podcast. I am your host, Chris Ward. And today we have Matt Rouse in the house. Yes, I'm a rapper. It rhymes. Okay. I can't take credit for it. That was a name he was given. Okay. So Matt is going to talk to us about mastering your inbox, all the things that you're not doing that you should be doing, that kind of stuff. So let's just dive right into it, Matt. Tell me, You know, what it is we're neglecting? What it is we, you don't know what you don't know. What what do you see us doing wrong? So I
0: think what happens is when people start thinking about email marketing, they think about the emails that they see and they don't really think about the process of what it takes to get an email from the time that you write it to the time it lands in the inbox. And it's actually a pretty long drawn out process. And I won't get into all the technical pieces of it. It's just that it's a digital world and all that stuff happens really quickly. So people don't understand what's going on. Uh, but I think the first thing that people need to understand when it comes to email marketing, is trying to get people subscribed to your list who are in your target market and not just anyone. Right. Okay. You need to really, really, kind of refine who it is that you're trying to reach, and figure out what it is that that person wants to solve their problem that you can give them some kind of kind of quick hit, and that uh, generally is called the lead magnet. Okay. Um, some people call it gated content. That's where you would give your email to subscribe to something or to get something for subscribing. So.
1: Okay. So let me just jump in here. So sure. the first point you made, which I think is really important. And I think we, sometimes we know it, but we forget how important it is. So don't get caught up on how big your list is because it's kind of like being, I don't know, in a bar with, you know, 500 people of the opposite sex. So say you're you a guy, you go into a bar and there's 500 women, doesn't mean they're all going to be interested in you. So you'd be better served to have five that are really interested in you than 500 That, you know, now you're trying to get their attention. So don't get all excited about the volume of your list. You want to make sure it's really, you know, as, as niche down as you can.
0: Yes. And you know, another mistake that people make early on when they start generating a list is they don't send anything to those people because they don't think their list is big enough yet. And the truth is that the people who signed up, they don't know how many people are on the list.
1: Right. Okay. So if somebody
0: signs up to hear from you, you should be speaking to them, right?
1: Right. That's a good otherwise point. Otherwise, you're you just did...
0: ignoring them and they're going to forget they signed up and then they're just going to market as spam or something. And then, you know, you don't want that to happen.
1: You, you know, that is a good point. Even though I just, you know, I talked about that. You, you could have a list of 20, but they, they deserve the same respect, if not more. Like if you've got an audience, if you're doing a speaking gig and there's 20 in the audience, you might... Like anyone, oh, I'm a little disappointed. There's only 20, but these 20 people showed up. They show up when the others didn't, so they deserve the best show, right? Okay. And so treat it all with respect.
0: Yeah, and and you have to remember that that you know people don't know who's on your list, who else is on your list, that kind of stuff. So, you know, you need to, like you said, have respect for the people who did join. And I think the next step, um, you know, once you can get people on your list. And, uh, you know, without getting too in-depth, I mean, we could do a whole series, a whole podcast series, just about ways to get people on your list. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the important points there to remember are you want to give someone something that is going to solve a problem for them. Um, Generally, it could be like a worksheet. It could be like a challenge. It could be, you know, like fitness industry, it could be like an exercise sheet, it could be a smoothie challenge. If you're in like my industry, we have outreach challenge to teach outreach, stuff like that, right? Something where they sign up, they immediately get something and then that subscribes them to your list. And the next step is to start sending them things. Um, And what people generally do is they immediately start trying to send things to sell things to people. And that's not the right thing to do.
1: Do they like I would? So I sometimes people come on this show and they tell me things, and I feel like saying, "Are they really doing that? Like, this? Do you not have common sense that if somebody you they sign on your list, like you, you can't five minutes into it just blitzing them, you're going to lose them? Is that still a problem?" Yes. Okay. All right. I'll take your word <laughs> for it.
0: <laughs> As a company who runs a mail server, I can tell okay. you that this is a problem because we see it endlessly. Okay. I mean, we get thousands and thousands of thousands of email a day that are just pointless, uh, that, you know, nobody's going to read, nobody's going to keep subscribing. They're just going to unsubscribe. We see so much spam. It's unbelievable. So okay. you got to remember when you're in your inbox, you're only seeing the mail that made it. You're not seeing the stuff that didn't get there.
1: Right. Okay. I get there's you. a okay. lot of that.
0: And what you don't want is you don't want your email to be in the email that didn't get there.
1: Right. Okay. So make sure it's okay. I'll tell you people, but I get, I think we know it. Don't just start selling out of the gate. We all curse LinkedIn for that. So don't be doing with your own email list. So we want them on the list to keep you top of mind, to keep the list warm and to keep them engaged. That's the goal. Correct. Right. Okay.
0: And there's a number of ways to do that. It's going to be different for every business. You're going to need to know your audience, or at least if you don't know your audience that well yet, then you're going to need to test some things out, see how it works. I think the barometer that you need, there's 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 two ways to test. If you are something like an e-commerce store, you're selling physical goods um, or kind of a quick hit service, you know, something that's kind of a one-time service. Sales is definitely going to be your barometer. That's how you test if your email list is working. But mm-hmm. if you're not and you're in another industry, you're in coaching, marketing, sales, yeah, so all those kinds of things. Our audience
1: is service-based entrepreneurs. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, and for most kind of service types, you can tell if your email list is working if someone replies to you, right? Okay. And now, now I taught email marketing classes in person for years. And when I say you want to have people reply to your marketing emails, everybody stares at me like I just showed them a card trick, right? And they're like, yeah. what? And I'm like, when I send out my emails to my list, I generally get about a 0.1% reply rate. That means so one person you, out of every thousand will write me back.
1: Okay. So we're not talking just clicking in the call to action or anything like that. We're just talking, they respond back to They've you. they like, This was great. Okay, perfect. I don't, you're right. I don't think a lot of us are using that as a barometer of measurement. We're just looking at whatever the, the open rate, the click-through rate, all that stuff. So are they responding? Okay. Now, what happens when somebody
0: responds most email programs will put the email address that they're responding to into their contacts or their address book. Okay. It also generally marks your address as not being spam,
1: Mm.
0: which means if they've replied to the email that you've sent, the next email you send doesn't land in the spam box. It will go straight to the inbox because your mail program and your mail server understand that this is someone that I have conversations with so, I want to make sure that that email arrives. Okay. So, and you're sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say so the goal then is as early or as often as possible is to get people to reply to your emails. Okay. Because once they reply, that guarantees delivery uh, for a period of time after that, which is a variable amount of time, but usually it's at least a year. So, so
1: some suggestions for encouraging replies.
0: My favorite email to send is something to the effect of, um, Hey, welcome to whatever the name of your list is, or, you know, we call it your email club or whatever. Right. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, thanks for being on here. Uh, I'd love to know if there's anything I could help you with or what your goal is with, you know, topic of your list. Uh, okay. Just hit reply. I read every reply myself personally. Okay. And then people will reply and they'll be like, oh, you know, so if you're sending them an email, um, you know, from a service industry business, um, and you say, um, well, what's a good example of a service business for you? And I'll tell you what I would write.
1: Yeah. Well, so for us, we help entrepreneurs stop working so hard. And, you know, we do that through building their win team and what we call super toolkits. So it's really their burnout working too hard. So
0: I would probably have an email that gets sent after whatever the original thing they signed up for. The next email that they would get would be something to the effect of um, thanks for signing up to the win the hour, win the day email list. Uh, I just want to let you know what you can expect is every week I'm going to send you this and this and this, but I wanted to ask you one question first, what would you do? if you could grow your business and save X amount of hours a week, just reply. Okay. I read every reply myself personally. Um, thanks again, Matt, you know, uh, yeah. thanks again from Chris Ward. Right. And then what happens is a lot of those people will reply to that email and they'll say, Oh, you know what? I'd love to take a vacation. Or I can't remember the last time I did such and such. I would play my guitar again. I would start painting, whatever mm. it is. Right. And then it's also important that you reply back to them again. So there is a little bit of a time factor. But But I
1: I got time. If they're interested in me, I'm interested in them. For sure, I got time for that.
0: Here's a great one. So we had someone at one of our cores actually right before, kind of right before COVID lockdown started, um, and they run a used car dealership. And they had a massive list, right? They got over 100,000 people on their list, and they're getting almost no click-throughs on their list. Basically, everything they have is going to spam. So what we did, we took a picture of two cars, put in the email, and said, uh, "If if you had to pick between these two cars, which one would you pick?" Reply, and I'll send you out all the results. And they had thousands of replies, of email replies, because someone would be like, "I like the Mercedes," and someone was like, "I like the Corvette," or whatever. Right? Uh, I don't remember which two cars it was, to be honest, but. Uh, They tallied up and they said, okay, well, it was hundreds for this one and hundreds for this one, right? And and this was the winner. It was super simple. It didn't really have anything to do with selling. It wasn't selling any cars. However, the next email they sent after that, that had cars in it, somebody came in and bought a car. They spent $35,000 on a car and they said that they just, they thought they had taken them off his email list because they haven't heard from him in so long. And the reason that nobody had heard from them is that all of his emails were going to the spam box. But as soon as everybody had replied, he had sent an email that didn't have links in it. It didn't have a bunch of sales oh, jargon okay. in it. Then it made it through the people replied. Now they start getting the emails again.
1: So, okay, so anyways, I, this is
0: the value of getting, of, of getting the replies, right? Is it, so it's,
1: Sorry. So I have two questions there. One is sure. all right. One is just, even though they weren't going to win the car, it was just engagement. It was just the yeah. question got them engaged. That It's that simple. Sure. Okay. And then the second is, you mentioned this before, when we were chatting, is that time, from time to time, we're all taught about click-through and links and so important. And having some emails with no links, it works in your favor. Yes. Okay.
0: So there's a thing that mail servers have. That And it's different because different mail servers use different types of software to detect spam, okay? But generally how they work is they have a spam scoring system and the mail provider sets a certain threshold that is a score of how spammy the computer thinks the email is. Okay. So I'll give you an example, okay? So on our mail server, it's a score between one and 10. We have ours set at five. If something has a spam score that is over five, it doesn't get delivered. Okay. So if mail email comes in, the um, link in the email, or if it has a link in the email, that's one. Okay. If the link doesn't match the domain that the sender's email is from, so let's say it's win the hour, win the day.com, but your email goes to kajabi.com, that's another mm. spam point. Because spammers don't want to put links to their own domains because they don't want to lose their own mail access Okay. for being spammers. So anyway, uh, if you put the words like sale, celebration, event, um, you know, basically anything that you could see uh, as, as a sales topic, um, that's going to add another to your spam score. If it has a photo, that's another one, right?
1: Oh, if it has um, a photo, yeah, hold on photos, now, back, to, back any, to Chuck-
0: any amount of photos. So usually if it's, One photo or 20 photos, it's still just one point, but it's different for different software.
1: Okay, so hold on. I didn't know that about photos at all. I thought photos break it up and it's engaging. So I would be better served to have no photo.
0: So I don't know if you'd be better served to have no photo. It really depends how much the other stuff you have. It's kind of a trade-off,
1: right? Mm, Okay, okay. So
0: like if an email has a theme kind of structure to it, yeah, instead of just a straight text email, that's going to add another point to the spam score. Okay, because people who send email to each other, person to person, mm. yeah. don't generally use an email theme with a structure and a frame and photos and you know they right. say, they say, um, hey, what do you think about? Us going to the wide bar on Friday at six. Right. And they here's a send, picture of
1: me thinking about right?
0: it. <laughs> yeah, or here's yeah. a picture of me going to the thing, but they don't yeah. put is you know, buttons. Um, they don't put you know, structure and all of this kind of stuff to it. So, anyways, there's a number of, of these types of things. It could be um, if you have to view this in your browser, click here. If that's in the preview line of your email, that's going to add to the spam score.
1: Okay. And the spam score, we don't control. Like that's just, that's just, you know, this imaginary thing, this gatekeeper protecting us, the consumer, but it it also limits us when we are the marketer.
0: Yes. It is a piece of software that neither the email recipient nor the marketer have any control over.
1: Okay. Unless you
0: own your own mail server, which is really unlikely.
1: Right. right. It, yes, it is. <laughs> okay. So
0: okay. here's okay. what happens. So so all these things add up. And if the spam score is, in our case, over five, then it's going to go into the spam mailbox. Okay. But if it's 10, we don't even put it in the spam box. We just delete it. Okay. And there is a threshold for most companies at some point. Um, they also may use something that's called content matching. Where if they understand that a certain email verbiage or something uh, it could be a virus, it could be phishing links, all these negative, you know, security problems that you can get. Those things are generally um, they use a content matching system that just deletes those out of their system completely. So you,
1: okay,
0: it's unlikely so that's that's a problem for you. But
1: so don't you know. make a joke about Viagra because I'm sure that's on every scam list. Yeah, everywhere. yeah right you don't want to
0: make a viagra joke in your thing or you know talk about wearing your ray bonds or
1: yeah yeah okay
0: you know um so it's tough to do that stuff but here's a a pretty good rule of thumb is to use stuff uh minimally sometimes right okay so you don't have to do it all the time what you're just trying to do is make sure that you get either a reply from someone or that they open and engage with your emails by clicking a link or something like that, because the computer system will remember that. And that will help keep those emails getting delivered to the inbox.
1: Okay, so shake it up a little bit. So some weeks I might have no picture, some weeks I might have no links, just have some variety, especially then it doesn't fall into the play of that it's formulated. Yeah, I would
0: say if you see your open rates and things start to drop, Okay. That's when you want to switch it up.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Also, uh, it's a good idea to most email programs have a segmenting system, right? Where you can segment your email audience. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to get too into segmenting right now, but one thing that you can look at is engaged readers. Mm. So okay. like, if you're in like MailChimp or something like that, you can look and say, I want to see people who have only opened my email in the last three months or six months. Right what you can do is you can take those people who have not opened an email in the last, let's say six months mm. and send an email just to those people. Okay. Because the ones who are opening it every month, they're good, right? They're getting it.
1: Right. But the ones who right. haven't opened
0: it, I would send them a text email or something and be like, you know, uh, hello, first name, whatever the thing that plugs their first name in is right yeah. in your mail software, you know, um, Hey, Chris, Uh, I just wanted to reconnect with you. Uh, I have this great video we just made or this great podcast that came out that I thought you'd be interested in. Uh, Just reply if if that interests you and I'll send it over, something like that.
1: Okay, right, Right. okay. No
0: images, no emojis, no extra superfluous stuff, right? Just a quick note. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. even if they don't reply, a lot of times that will get into their mailbox and they will read it and then the next email you send, we'll get to them. Right. So okay. your open rates and stuff will start to pick up.
1: That makes sense. Okay, ninja mail listing, and I think this is something. Maybe it's just me, but I think, I think what happens is you get all excited. Somebody opted into your lead magnet. Now they're on your list, and you feel like, okay, we're we're at the 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 goal has been achieved. The puck's in the net. The ball's in all the right. basket. Right. We're done. And what we're saying is it's really just beginning and we have to be very purposeful about not just nurturing that and keeping in contact with that, but cultivating it, allowing it to grow and weed it and all this other stuff.
0: Absolutely. Okay. If you can have emails with content that is interesting enough that people will spread it to other people, mm. okay, then you've got something that can start to really grow organically. Um, I really like the idea of putting a link in your email once in a while that's something like to subscribe to send this to someone else to one of your friends to subscribe or Mm. you know uh, just forward this to one of your friends and they can click here to subscribe or you know something like that okay Um,
1: is there email length is there a preferred how short or long it should be
0: not really I mean I, I actually kind of prefer longer emails for marketing, uh, for the audiences that we work with. Uh, however, I also send them probably once every six to eight weeks, I'll send a super short one. So I kind of mix that in. Um, but anyway, the, the quote that I like, and I don't know who originally said this, but I heard it from Ryan Dice, a digital marketer. And he said, uh, your, your email can't be too long. It can only be too boring.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Oh. That is okay. That's profound. That's fine. all right. Yeah, you're right. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Well, oh, that one stung, but I got it. <laughs>
0: it <does. laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is you get people who will see an email that's too long, and just go, I don't have time to read that. So you got to yeah. kind of, you, you got to feel out your audience and know, you know, what they're going to read and, and what they want.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, Matt, we've got a few minutes left. What's, what's the last thing? Give us one thing that, all right, we can't part without knowing that.
0: Sure. So I think probably the most valuable thing that you can do is really, really spend time thinking about not what do I want to tell my audience, but what does my audience want to hear from me? Because those are two different things.
1: That's, you know what, that's so annoyingly, simply profound, but I think it's a whole other conversation because really nobody puts out what they think their audience, like they, everyone thinks they are solving their audience's problem. But I think, I guess, let me break it down for you. Maybe what you're suggesting is instead of just educating, you know, like, okay, stop working so hard or you're burning yourself out here here's what five things you could do, or here's tips, or here's when you know you have a problem or something that's more tangible versus the broader preaching of what your business does. Is that what you're trying sort of? Yeah, I think, down?
0: I think an excellent way to kind of look at it, um, especially in, in kind of service-based industries is to look at, you know, something like story brand, um, like the building a story brand book mm. or the hero's journey, Right. Um, and figure out how to craft a story Right, and just okay. knowing the bullet points of how to craft a story um, you know where it's life was going along you know just kind of normal and then there was some instigating event and then the person didn't know how to overcome the challenge and the guide which is you the guide comes along and helps mm. them overcome the challenge right if you okay. can structure your emails and stories and and all of your messaging in that story framework. Uh, People will remember it. They'll engage with it more. They'll spread it more often. Um, All of those things happen, happen. So I think it's really important to know how to tell an engaging story, even if it's a really short one.
1: Yeah, you are so right. You are so right. Matt, thank you so much for your time. This has been hugely insightful and I think often neglected. I think we just, you know, throw it in the back drawer and move on and get all excited and look at our numbers. So I think we really did need to bring the spotlight into this. I certainly, I certainly know I did. So Matt, where can they find more of your brilliance?
0: Sure. The easiest way to reach out to me is at MatthewRouse.com, which is M a T T H E W R O U S E.com. And uh, you can also get a copy of my latest book there for free.
1: Oh, that sounds like a deal. All right. We will make sure to put that in the show notes Everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. Thanks again. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from That's free gift, G-I-F-T from chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.